Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. I need to get to something else here. Who you are. Learning how to live with you is what I'm talking about. Who you wish to be like and if you have the same gift and that capacity. Or shall I say, not capacity, but that capability. That's what I wrote down here, reading my notes wrong. Helping you to learn how to live with you. Is that if somebody you want to be like, and it's good to have somebody you like to be like, that'll help you live with you. It's helping you focus on being somebody because you've seen somebody. You would like to be like that somebody. But here's the catch. Do you have the same capabilities? Do you have that gift to be like that person you model an idol? It's good to have somebody that helps you define you, that's kind of the dream of your dreams. And it's good to say, you might be watching a young preacher, a great preacher, and you might, I want to be like him. But are you willing to suffer like him? You don't understand what he went through to build that ministry. So if you want to be like that great preacher with this humongous congregation, then you probably need to go back and look around and read up on some of these great preachers who once when they got married, they were living in a little trailer while he was going to school, he and his wife, and furthering his education and biblical studies and, and preparation and time when he was working. That was a time I worked night shift. <laughs> I had to work from 11 to 7. And then trying to raise a family, didn't have no church till that time came and got a little small church in Pine Ridge Baptist Church. Well, Pine Ridge, Georgia, that's way down. You pass through the place and don't know it. That was my first church at 19 years old. I was still working night shift and it was hard, but I was a 19 year old pastor. I didn't have no nice cars, a 1963 Plymouth six-cylinder. <laughs> I threw paper every morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, and raised $260 and bought my first car for $800. And I look back at those days when I was struggling and didn't have and got a church and then had three little country churches and running revivals to pay my bills because I had to quit working to run revivals. Well, listen, the struggle... What I went through developed me. So when you start saying, I like to be like Reverend Fleming, like, well, are you willing to go through what I went through to be like Pastor Fleming? Is there somebody else out there you want to be like, helping you, define you, and you like to, you know, that's your idol? Well, you got to ask yourself, do you have the capability to be like them? You may have a different gift. Yours may not be preaching. Yours might be singing. Yours might be, uh, you may not be a great preacher, but you are a heck of a pastor. And when I say pastor, I mean you see at those members, you call every one of them name. You know them because you, you, you're concentrating on them. You're a pastor. You're not a preacher. You might be a great teacher. Then perfect that. I may be a great preacher. And that's what I do. Don't worry about that. Find out where your strength is and develop it. And that's helping you to live with you. You can't really be me and you can't beat me being me. And I pretty much preach in the range of where I preach because I know who I am and what I want to be and what I want to be like. Now, it may not be everybody's cup of tea the way I preach on Sunday morning. I get happy, I whoop, I holler, and I shout too. 
That may not be everybody's cup of tea. And I have preached in places where I wouldn't do certain things that I would do normally here. You got to be like Paul. You fit wherever you are. Blessed is he that is flexible, for he shall not be broken. <laughs> Flemingology. You got to learn how to be a wrench that, that fit everything. And you should be able to preach anywhere. I can preach anywhere to a congregation that won't move, to a congregation that gets happy. If I'm invited to a Caucasian church, I know exactly how to go there and preach and not preach as I would in an Afro-American church. Look, it's all preaching, just different styles, same gospel. So I have no problem adjusting. Paul said that. You got to know how to but everybody can do that, and some people can. I don't think we need to go around damning other church. I don't like the way they have church. They don't damn that. God said he likes them all, as long as it's from the heart. We're in the style of worship. God's not. God's in the real worship. And I don't care how you do it. If it's not in spirit and in truth, it's not real in the eyes of God. We're in the style. Whatever Church, you prefer to be in some churches where they have church puts me to sleep. Some churches make you jump too loud. Some just right. I don't know what you like. Whatever you like, as long as your heart is right and in your heart, only God can read, nobody else. And we need to get out of that damning each other because they don't do it my way. You might say, that way is wrong. And they're saying, well, your way is wrong. That's why you got the Protestant Reformation movement came from Martin Luther. Because some people didn't like it the way it was going. And some broke it down in different denominations. I don't like the Methodist. And that became better. I, don't, I think the Baptist is too quiet. Then it becomes the, the charismatic. Then even the charismatic split off. Oh, I want to wear makeup. And the other say I can't. Then it splits off. Everybody wants more religious freedom. As the way I see it. So, let's get out of that. I'm trying to draw a point that is important to live with you is to know people, know how people think, and know if you have the gift to be like somebody else. If you don't, grab hold of what I'm saying and, and understand what I'm saying. You will never learn how to be happy with you because you can't be somebody else and you don't have that gift. You may not have the vocal range to sing where Aretha sings, but then be satisfied in the low range and make the best of that, Paul Robeson. And if you're a tenor going Roland Hayes, if you're a contralto Marin Anderson, some people sing high, some low, some may not have. But look, there have been singers have made success by sticking with what their vocal range is. You never heard of a Apple tree getting mad with a peach tree. I don't care how many people walk by that apple tree and go get peaches. The apple tree doesn't say nothing. You know why? That apple tree knows sooner or later people are going to get tired of peaches and they're going to want some apples. So they assume somebody like what you got. I'm trying to help you learn how to live with you. I got some more thing I can hurry on here. You must seek to know what turns you on and if it's good for you as well as good to you. Now what I'm writing down in my notes here, you got to learn how to live with you, 
Learn to find out what really turns you on. But whatever turns you on, you got to know if it's not only good for you, but it's, it's well, shall I say, it might be good to you, but is it good for you? So whatever turns you on, you got to make sure everything good to you is not good for you. Okay, beautiful woman might turn you on, but that may not be what you need. It might be good to you, but not good for you because she won't have those looks forever. Are you looking for the person that you need in your life, not the looks? There's a person in those looks that you need to be looking out for. I don't care how pretty she is, do you know who she is? And she might be good to you, but not good for you. And if you don't grasp that, you're not going to be happy with you. So they're going to make your life a living hell. That man might be good to you. And whatever he does might be turning you on. But is it good for you? Because he may not have nothing in his heart that's for you. You may not be nowhere in his heart. You're not what he wants. But you like having him for what he's good for you. But it's not from the heart. What's going to happen when you lose all your beauty? What's going to happen when you have some babies and you no longer can keep that fine figure you had before you had babies? A lot of men, a woman that had babies for you, she gaining. She had children for you. Is he ready for that? That thing's going to change when she go to having children. Or he's going to get disturbed, don't want you no more. Because you don't look the way he's in a dream world. He keeps thinking about youth being young, but he getting old. And he doesn't understand. He doesn't look the same either. I don't care how many face lifts you get, you still got an old body. And I was talking the other day about somebody talking about got a face lift. I said, let him take some of those clothes off and see how that looks. Yes, they got a unique, beautiful youth look so they lift that up but they couldn't lift that whole body up as an old good-looking person still old that part of the body you haven't looked at those legs and toes that's wrinkled probably made somebody mad there but <laughs> truth will set you free you can't change what's happening to you by the outside you still getting old so Everything good to you is not good for you, if you know what I mean. And so it's good to find out living with you, learn out what turns you on that's good, not only for you, but to you. And that could be explored. I mean, I could talk more about that, but I don't have the time. But I'm trying to teach you how to live with you. You got to know what you're getting yourself involved with and who. And why they're around you, too. Need to ask that question. I got something else. If you want to learn how to live with you, you have to have a good conscience. Oh, wow. Jesus. God gave me too much here last night. Somebody said, thank God for the word of God from the man of God. But don't, don't forget, it came from God last night to me. I typed it and wrote it down. 
12.30 last night, God woke me back up. And he wants me to share this message with you. This is so important that we understand what a conscience is. Conscience is being able to relax. Now, how do you have a good conscience? When you know in your heart you're doing the right thing. I don't care who got you wrong. When you know in your heart you didn't mean to even do some of the things you did because you want to have a good conscience. Now, how you clear up your conscience? Call to somebody and tell them, I'm sorry I didn't mean this. I know I did this. I know I was wrong. I deeply apologized. That helped clear out your conscience where you can sleep. There's nothing wrong. And if 